Hello, and welcome back for another episode of the Accessible Technology Podcast, where you get to hear all about the everyday technology that is accessible for disabled people, as well as what tech isn't, and where you get to hear tips on how tech companies can also continue to make their technology more accessible for disabled people. My name is Phoebes and I am a wannabe technology journalist who is interested in talking about how technology is becoming more accessible for disabled people and writing about how it can get even more accessible while also being paralysed from the neck down. This podcast is available to listen to on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, Google Podcasts, Except that is only until April and Spotify. So if you like what you're hearing, please do consider giving it a follow and sharing it if you know someone else who would be interested. In today's episode, I'm going to be documenting my thoughts on why I find DPS4 disappointing as far as accessibility goes, which I did do previously in a video that I originally uploaded to the YouTube channel on the 16th of August 2019, which of course People will recognise a wee bit of the audio from and there will also be a couple of sound effects in this as well. But just before I get round to the review included in this episode, I just wanted to add a couple of additional notes in about everything that I want to say about the PlayStation in general, especially in relation to where the platform is now and in relation to a bit more news that has come out about future PlayStation technology that has only been announced in the last few weeks. And I just want to get this all out there so I don't seem as biased for one platform. Sorry, Xbox. I'm just going to have to ask you to move over a bit. First of all, I know the PS5 is part of the current console generations, but with the PS4 now being counted as an older console, yes, it's hard to believe that now, and therefore being done in place, with some versions going for £165 to £259, while most PS5 consoles cost between £469 to £524 or £539. It's worth just talking about it as a cheaper console. Secondly, 
I am delighted that PlayStation in recent weeks have announced Project Leonardo, which, if you aren't in the know, is an adaptive controller for disabled gamers that Sony is in the middle of making. And as such, while I am not totally sure I will ever stop gaming on my Xbox after the console is released, I have decided that if there's a way for me to try out the adaptive controller that they are making, I will at least try it out, and I will even go so far as to try and rent in a PS5 so I can see how well it works. But now, please let me just get into the episode, and I hope not to upset too many people. The PS4 is one of the three big gaming consoles competing against Microsoft's Xbox and Nintendo's Nintendo Switch. It comes with PlayStation Plus, which is a PlayStation equivalent to the Xbox Live Gold and allows for virtual reality gameplay. Like Xbox, the PS4 also has HDR gaming, making colours more vibrant and you can choose between a 500GB or 1TB console. The box that the PS4 comes in has a picture of the PS4 on front with information about it on the back and bottom. Inside, you get a black PS4 console, a dual-stock 4 controller, a mono earbud headset, a USB cable, and an HDMI cable. It also comes with a 30-day trial for PlayStation Plus and Magic Unlimited, and a voucher for the PlayStation Store. Also coming with the USB 3.0 ports on the front. It has others at the back for power, HDMI out, optical audio out, AUX and Ethernet. PlayStation was still to release an adaptive controller but you can go into the accessibility features where you can change what buttons you need to make it more accessible. So what do I think about the PS4 overall? The PS4 is good if you're into the best graphics and effects and it's accessible to people who can move their hands and accessible enough to those who only have a small physical disability. However, while I am happy with them adding the ability to change the actions you can do in the accessibility features, I would love it if they could copy Microsoft's example in releasing a different kind of adaptive controller. The accessibility features available on PlayStation still mean that disabled people will have to buy switch adapters and then switches, which can cost over £100. Personally speaking, while I know some physically disabled people will be happy enough to spend the money on the PS4, I would rather buy a gaming PC 
so I can play their games on it. So overall, I would give the PS4 seven stars. So what were your thoughts on the PS4? And do you agree or disagree with everything I've said in this? Or with most things that I've said? If you're a disabled gamer, have you found them accessible each and every time you've played on them? Or do you want to say anything else that you think about it? I know that there have been disabled gamers who have found other ways of playing PS4 games and finding the controller that came with it more accessible. So if you've tried any of them out or tried out any other ways of playing a PlayStation, please consider giving me your opinions because I'd be really interested in getting a range of thoughts and in hearing on how you got round to playing them. As always, if you would like to pass on some of your thoughts to me, you can include them in a review wherever you're listening to this on, as well as via the contact pages over on my Keepsdale Tech Review site or on my other website, dblow.com. If you're interested in watching the videos I've done on accessible technology, you can find more over on my PL Tech Reviews YouTube channel. And if you would like to see a couple of my accessible tourism reviews, as well as my film, TV, theater reviews and political videos, you can see them by searching for Feebstyle Journalism on YouTube. However, if commenting on a website or a video isn't something you would be up to, you can also support the podcast by going over to the page for Feebstyle journalism over on buymeacoffee.com where you will have the option to give me a one-time donation or to check out other bits of exclusive content that won't be part of the actual podcast as well as checking out various other things that I plan to upload in a store version at some point in the future. Or of course you can support me by going over to any of my socials, which are at Babeslyle on Twitter or X. And... The real fake style over on Instagram. You can also find and follow my other podcast, the Fake Style Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible, Google Podcasts. Except that is only until April, and Spotify. 
Let's play you get everything that I cover on Big Cell Journalism and Podcast form with some techniques also being stuck in there as well. But anyway, that's all for now. So the next episode that comes out will be a similar episode to this one, but will instead involve me giving my thoughts on the Nintendo Switch. And after that, we'll be turning towards the first of my audio tutorials, which will be on how to access the accessibility options that come with the iPhone X. Although, given that we're now in 2023, that tutorial can also apply to newer models of the iPhone as well and not just the older models that only some of us will have. So thanks for listening to this complete podcast episode the whole way through anyway. And please follow it if you like what I'm doing. I plan to update this podcast at least twice a week until the 12th of August 2023, when I might have to change things around. But honestly, it could get a bit more regular before then so I can try and fit in other tech stories from throughout the year. So please just keep with me here. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye!